0: This is Brad Cooper with Purpose Nation, continuing with a bit of a two-part interview, if you will. Hopefully you got to catch our first episode where we talked to Dr. John Lennox about his life and his, his new movie coming out, Against the Tide. We're really thrilled with this movie. It's rare to see a feature-length film that deals with Christian faith and science, and so really excited about it. And it's probably about Dr. Lennox and his work, but also some of his key ideas, defending the Christian faith. So today, we're continuing on that theme and talking to the host of Against the Tide. And you probably know him from TV shows like Hercules and Andromeda and films like God's Not Dead and Let There Be Light. Actor, producer, director, Kevin Sorbo. Kevin, welcome to the Purpose Nation podcast.
1: Good to be here. Thanks a lot for having me on. I, I'm glad you talked to John already because he knows a lot more about this than I do. So it was. Uh, I'm, just, I'm just sort of a, a mere... Little guide in the movie, but John's the star of this thing. He's he's incredible.
0: Well, yeah, we had a great conversation, um, and uh, yeah, but you also were a great host because I think you know for our audience, you know, our audience is also not necessarily people who are super science savvy, I should say. So uh, it was great to have your point of view and ask some of the questions that you asked. So it's a great film. We're really excited about it. I hope everybody gets out a chance to see it. Uh, My wife's a big fan, by the way. Uh, She's she's a bigger fan of Bradley Cooper though.
1: <laughs> Why not?
0: So, but, uh but yeah, the actor, not me.
1: <laughs> I know you're talking about.
0: <laughs> but, 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 but you know, hey, if you ever need a co-star uh, and you want Bradley Cooper to be in one of your films, let me know. You know where I am. You, you yeah, have- I,
1: I, I love the outtake they did in, in uh, Deadpool. Um, you, I guess he ad libbed a lot of lines and. He threw one. He wanted me threw my name into it, so I thought. That was
0: <laughs> so you've already sort of uh, co-starred with Bradley Cooper, but anyway. Uh, anyway yeah. Yeah, if you ever need to co-star, let me know. Um, I would need top billing, of course. You know. Of course. Uh, you know, the handsome guy in the film would be me. So.
1: Not a worry. We we, we an
0: joke answer. a lot on the Purpose Nation podcast. Anyway, first of all, tell me about Against the Tide. Uh, I think it's just. I think it just finished up with our soon finishing up with the theatrical run. Uh, it's available, I think, for like groups and churches and things like that to stream it. But how did that come about? How did a how did a, a- Hollywood actor uh, come come about and, and get involved with this film?
1: Well, I think it was born out of the movie "God's Not Dead," which you already mentioned earlier. Because in the you know the, the atheist professor Addison that I play in that movie, tormenting that that poor college student for not uh, writing down "God is dead" on his on his paper, um, he brings up John Lennox's quotes in the movie. So. Um, I think that's just sort of where this all led. In fact, I know this is where it led to, you know, Stephen Hoff, who financed this thing and producer, got a hold of me and we um, pieced it all together and we ended up shooting three weeks in, in Oxford together and two weeks in, in Israel. And uh, uh, it was an amazing journey. I think if anything, this also serves as a wonderful travel documentary. I mean, people go visit Israel and go visit Oxford, England. I mean, people have no I, I had no idea there were that many universities all crunched in there together and uh it's just uh, there's a kodak moment every turn you know you go to but uh that's really how it really came about and um it was for me it was interesting i i look at i look at this this documentary as sort of like i call it apologetics for dummies like me and this is a place where people can really get those bullet points that you need to defend your faith and and john lennox is amazing um i sort of play the antagonist in it i play sort of the guy and it's not a mean way, but I play the guy that, that maybe the agnostics and atheists might ask questions of this, say, come on, really, how do you believe this? And, and uh, John is just um, just incredible. I mean, uh, if you look at his debates, if you go online against Dawkins and Singer and, and, and Hitchens, uh, he destroys these guys with, with being humble, uh, being funny. Uh, he's got a Winnie the Pooh voice the guy, and he's just such a really cool, classy guy, and you can't help but fall in love with him.
0: That's great, and so what was your exposure? Would you say to, to like science and some of these issues prior prior to the film? How how was that for you to come into this? Maybe not necessarily being being the science guy. I mean, was it intimidating? Did you have questions coming in?
1: Um, yeah, it was intimidating. I, you know, a lot of the questions we 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 obviously we we set up ahead of time. I wouldn't just go in there cold, but I mean, there's places in there where I just ad lib something and genres take over from there. But I just um, for me, I, I've also found it interesting when people that are non-believers, they don't believe in the Bible, they think the Bible's a myth, or uh, they're atheists, agnostics, whatever they may be. They just say, "Well, science proves God doesn't exist," and I go, "Well, how? <laughs> how does it prove?" And they just, but they just love they, it's it's science, you know. <laughs> There's never really anything there behind it. Um, this is a type of movie uh, documentary. I think Everybody should watch it because uh, you don't have to be a believer to watch this. It's very educational. I think people will find it very interesting. And um, like I said, that the places we go to and the places we get to visit are, uh, are just, they're, they're breathtaking. And, and uh, you know, I, I, I say when we went to Israel, we just walked in the footsteps of Jesus. And whether you want to believe in, in God or not, the reality is even atheists um, that, that are st- students of history, they don't deny that Jesus did not exist. They know there was a guy named Jesus that was out there. So um, that's a good start for the atheist. At least, at least uh, accept that and go to a place in the world that has so much history. Uh, it was just—it was—it was pretty cool for me. I went back six months later with my family. We took a group of people, where us, 50 people, and saw it again during the summertime. We were there in the winter. It was—it was cooler and rainy, but it wasn't. It wasn't still nice. And um, with John, but uh, the things I got to see that normal tours don't get to see because we're filming this documentary was, was, was pretty cool. So I got to go to places that most people don't get to see.
0: That's neat. That's neat. And yeah, it was beautiful cinematography. That's what I loved about it and all the different places that you went You went to. Um, um, and I, we, we asked, uh, actually, we asked Dr. Lennox, what, what, what do we know about uh, Kevin Sorbo that he learned? Uh, and he said, well, probably all of your fans know all about you already. So <laughs> not much more to know. But he also said, you know, you're a great Christian guy and kind of standing up and making a stand. Uh, so he had lots of good things to say. What what might we not know about Dr. Lennox? We see a lot of him in his debates and things like that. But and you mentioned a few things. But what what's one of the things maybe you learned that you were surprised to learn about
1: him? I do not surprised by it or anything. But uh, there's a couple things. I mean, number one is sense of humor was great. I I didn't know what to expect from a Oxford math professor that holds like five doctorates or whatever he has and speaks all these languages. Um, but he's just got such a humble way about him and but a very funny way about him. And I. You know, whenever I do any part, really, with from Hercules on, I always want to infuse as much humor as we can in there. Because to me, that's just, uh, laughter is the best medicine. And it's just, uh, I love having it in there. But uh, when he was a kid, um, his dad wouldn't get him a TV, but he got him this microscope. I know he got him a a radio, an an old ham radio. And he learned to speak Russian by by talking to people in Russia off that radio. And I thought that was pretty cool. What a way to, you know, his dad was already a step ahead of most dads in today's world because, you know, our kids just run off and play Xbox and we all probably watch way too much TV. So uh, I thought that was a pretty neat way to have, uh, to, to sort of, in a subtle way, force a good education on your child. And that's what his father did with John.
0: Yeah, I almost wish we could do that today. Take away the iPhones and give some kids some ham radio and learn some, <laughs> learn some form. Foreign languages, yeah, that that's neat as well, and a little bit of that in the movie as well. There were some parallels, I think, though, between you and Doctor Lennox. Uh, it seemed to me, you know, he's against the tide in kind of the math and science and philosophy area. You've been, I think, against the tide in in Hollywood. Sure. When when did that start for you? Has it kind of been from the beginning, or you know, walk me through a little bit, well, kind of your your journey in as an as an actor and producer in Hollywood and When did that start to kick up for you?
1: Well, you know, if you're a Christian and a conservative in Hollywood, I always joke is like being a double leper. I mean, really you got, things are stacked against you in a lot of ways. And, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I became more vocal probably about 10, 11 years ago. I, it's not that I never hid from it. I mean, it was, I didn't hide the fact that I was conservative in Hollywood. There's a lot of conservatives in Hollywood on both sides of the camera and they hide from it because it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a death blow to your career. It really is. And, um, when I became more vocal about it, my manager and agent of many years just said, we can't get you to the doors anymore. So we got to let you go. And I thought, this is the industry that screams for tolerance. You know, they tell us to be tolerant of whatever their ideology may be. And uh, yet it's a one way street, even freedom of speech. You know, they scream for freedom of speech and we should be able to say this in movies and that in movies. But if we say something that's different, that's another way to get uh, get attacked. And I just find, I find it incredibly sad, you know, because I don't hold, I don't harbor that anger that you see out there right now in this angry world we live in. It's the divisiveness and divide and, and hatred we see. And um, if somebody has a different point of view or a different religion or non-religion, whatever it may be, to have a discussion about it. I'm, I'm fine with that. I'm a live, and live guy that way. And uh, but I get painted out as the, you know, the really horrible guy within Hollywood because, wow, I have a belief in God and I have to be a conservative. And uh, I believe that, you know, our country, our country was founded on Judeo-Christian values. Uh, our Bible, uh, our laws are, are coming from the Bible, for you know, for crying out loud. So here we got to deal with that. And uh, if it wasn't for independent movies, I wouldn't have a career. So a little over 10 years ago, I think my first based movie was What If?, which I've shot over 60 movies in my life and that's probably in my top three. I like it better than God's not dead. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can say that without hurting the people that did God's not dead because it's the same company, pure Flix, And it's the same writers that did God's not dead. But what if in my book is a better movie, but pure Flix just didn't do the best job in promoting. And it's hard to promote small independent movies when Hollywood does $300 million budget movies like Avengers and pirates of the Caribbean. And then they have a hundred million dollars to promote it. Cause you see it on every football game and every basketball game, the trailers and, uh, we have to compete against that. So how do we get really good movies out there? Because, you know, you mentioned my, other, my movie that I directed, Let There Be Light. These are good movies, and they have high production value because that's the cameras we got today. You know, they go down in price. Obviously, as technology gets easier and easier. So we do really good movies with good storylines and characters that people can relate to. But how do we get it out there without getting the, without getting strong word of mouth? That's what we got to rely on, you know, and it's 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 frustrating that we got to have that fight to get good movies out there because politics is downstream from culture. Who runs the culture? Hollywood does, mainstream media does, and look how that's going to how affecting the generations, the younger generations right now. I mean, it's, it's pretty obvious what's going on in our country.
0: That's right, and you mentioned Pure PureFlix, and I believe you might have been an investor. I know I knew you were, you've been involved with them. I th- I think I just saw the news. Didn't they just get purchased by Sony? Um, does that is that yeah. encouraging? Is that I, scary? I, I, I,
1: now, I haven't done a movie with those guys since God's Not Dead. You're going to ask them why? I don't know why. I, I think God's Not Dead was pretty good considering that made more money for them than all their movies combined, but they never used me again. Oh, well, sore spot a little bit, but um, we shot that movie. It's already we shot shot eight years ago. Came out in the theater yeah. six years ago. So, um,
0: well, just in terms of the, you know, what it means for Christian film. I mean, it seems like, you know, there's uh, uh, different uh, studios that are kind of investing. So it seems like there's a little bit of progress.
1: Oh, there's no question. There's no question. I, th- I, think, uh, I think faith-based movies are on the upswing. I, I hate saying faith-based. I want to say family, family-friendly movies. Sure. Uh, faith-based has a thing about it. I mean, atheism is a faith, right? It's a pretty strong faith not to believe That's in right. anything. <laughs> That's pretty incredible. But um, uh, no, I, I, I read recently because I know they filed for a nonprofit about a year ago. And now they're, I, I think that Sony... Uh, has brought them up, Rich Peloso's company, Sony Firm. So I don't know what the next step is with those guys. I mean, I've, I've dealt, dealt with Rich through the years. I shot a movie with him called Soul Surfer, uh, the Bethany Hamilton story. And, um, uh, you know, the Kendrick brothers and the Irwin brothers now have moved to Nashville. They've opened a studio there. So there's a lot of stuff going on. My wife and I just kicked off the Sorbo Family Film Studio. So we're hoping to get the ball rolling on that pretty soon as well
0: that's that's great and you have a couple other projects so i so we, with all of these times i think the film you know shooting at least is, is slowed down a little bit and even releases theatrical releases based on the conditions we're in but it sounds like you've been keeping busy still you still have a lot of stuff coming out what are, what are a couple of projects that you have coming
1: well i'm, I'm very proud i got I'm the number one christian movie streaming on amazon right now it's another documentary called before the wrath it's on the book of revelation i hope people check it out it's brent miller's company um it's doing incredibly well and uh uh, like I said, it's still the number one streaming Christian movie, and it's on the Book Revelation. Please check it out. It's fascinating. Um, my movie, Let There Be Light, still streaming on Amazon, doing very well. I've got um, uh, another movie that I directed called Miracle in East Texas, which will be out next year. It was going to be out this summer, but in COVID killed all the movie theaters. So it's a true story set in 1930. Um, we've been at 10 film festivals with it. It's done very, very well. It's won everything from best faith-based movie to best – Romantic comedy and everything in between. So they can't really pigeonhole it, which I like. Uh, John Ratzenberg is in it with me. Uh, Lou Gossett Jr., Tyler May, my wife Sam Sorbo is in it. She's amazing in it. Um, Wonderful, wonderful uh, movie that will be out probably probably around May or June next year. Another movie called One Nation Under God, which will be out next year that deals with uh, putting that phrase back into our Pledge of Allegiance. I hear rumors they might rush to get out in December, but I don't have all the details yet on that one. And then I have another one called um, The Mustard Seed. And I think they're changing the title to The Girl Who Believed in Miracles. And I shot that with uh, Mira Sorvino, Peter Coyote. And um, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a wonderful story about this little girl who can perform these little miracles. And one starts to happen after the other and people start waking up to who is this girl and what's going on. So it's a very touching, heartbreaking, uh, uh, inspiring movie. And uh, I just finished eight episodes of a new half hour comedy called The Potwins, it's a, it's a sitcom that'll be on probably starting in February as well. So if you're a fan of Tim Allen's Last Man Standing, you'll like The Potwins.
0: It definitely sounds like you've been, uh, definitely been busy here, so uh, this, hasn't, uh, this hasn't kept you down. And then another one, Faith Under Fire, I think is another one that I heard, is
1: that this week? Faith Under Fire, what hurt that one, we got a very minimal on, on, um, on the theaters. I heard it's down to uh, just a handful of theaters. So we're, we're definitely gonna get it up streaming as quick as we can. Um, it's a story. I play a doctor in it, Dean Cain's in it, plays a pastor, but it's a, uh, really the story is about a fireman who has just lost his wife to cancer, and his daughter's very ill as well, and the doctor trying to save her life, and it deals, you know, the, 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 um, obviously the faith under fire is sort of a play on the words that he's a fireman, but now his faith is under fire, he's reached a wall of fire, and how's he got to deal with this with his own faith? Because a lot of people say they have faith, but a lot of times you don't really need faith until something happens, and then you realize, wow, okay, now I do really need it. And, uh, you know, it's uh, it's that testing of our faith and we all go through it.
0: That's great. And I think Dean Kane's probably a similar kind of guy, right, where he's I think he's a Christian uh, kind of. Oh, yeah. Against the tide with you uh, in Hollywood. And, you know, along with uh, Dr. Lennox, they're standing against the tide, I guess, in the science world. Uh, so at Purpose Nation, one of the things we're excited about is just trying to help more Christians become interested in science. And pursue careers. You know, we we need more Doctor Lennoxes out there in the world. He, he, and as he said in the movie, I think it's the very last line of the movie, or his last, one of his last lines of the movie. He said something about that's what his goal is to get more Christians, not only using it to defend the faith, but to be on the offensive. You know, why be on the defensive? Why not be on the offensive and go out there and discover cures for diseases and use uh, science and technology. You know, for for you know well, for God's purposes.
1: Yeah, yeah go ahead. Well, I know John is writing a book now off, based off the movie. Pre, his previous book that just came out in the last two years or so is another really good um, uh, bullet point on how to, how to defend your faith. I mean, so they, they don't go online and look for that book. I mean, he's, he we have said the guy, um, he, he, he's very bright, but I think he, he, he dumbs it down for people like me. I think people will appreciate the fact he makes it sort of like a, the cliff note
0: version of apologetics. Right. Well, and, you know, so one of the things, in, in, if we talk about faith-based films or even family films to some extent, you know, for our family, one of the things we enjoy is science fiction uh, and, you know, things that kind of more cerebral, uh, you know, things like, you know, uh, Interstellar or you think of, you know, some of those types of films. Um, so in the, in the faith-based space, how do we get more films like that? How do we get, I use, I use uh, Indiana Jones uh, and the Last Crusade as an example where it's an action adventure, great, big budget, obviously, movie. Oh, yeah. But it has a lot of faith. If you watch that film, it has a lot of very faith, strong faith-based elements in that. Without having to have a big budget, what, it, you know, can we do more of those types of films? You because know, in the Christian faith-based, you get a lot of you know biopics and you know, so it's kind of a, a little bit of a standard fare. But for me, you know, I'm kind of the action, adventure, sci-fi guy, Andromeda, you know, kind of kind of thing. So, uh, you know, can we do more of those? Because that maybe will get people, you know, excited about science and technology.
1: Um, yeah. And once again, it comes down to money. I mean, like I do, I do movies in the three to 5 million range. And that sounds like a lot to people watching this right now. It's not, come on guys, you know how big these budgets are in Hollywood, these $300 million movies. So we got to compete against those. And I do movies that have a much better chance of getting their money back too. I mean, every movie I've been in has made their money back to investors. So, um, our biggest problem is finding that investors. Every time I got a movie funded that I directed or produced and starred in, um, it was always a God thing. Uh, Let to Be Light. Sean Hannity calls me out of the blue, and I've been on Fox before. And he said, hey, I love that movie, God's Not Dead and Soul Server Do you have something like it? And I said, I do. We pitched him, he wrote a check right there and then. I'm at a speaking event, um, a conservative Christian speaking event in Palm Springs out in California. We did a Q and A afterwards. I talked about, somebody asked about how tough it is to raise money. I'm signing one of my books afterwards and, I, and this guy waits in line, gets up to me, I got this much money, can you make a movie? We made, we made Miracle in East Texas. That'll be out this summer. So I wish it would happen every year, not every other year, because I've got I've got like amazing scripts, very good family scripts. And uh, but once again, how do we raise three, four million dollars for it? it, It's it's frustrating that I meet very wealthy Christian guys and they'll spend nine million dollars on some guy running for office. It doesn't get elected. I'm going. I could have made three movies with that. They'll be out there forever, influencing people in a positive way, not a negative way. So um, it's just part of the battle we got to go through. And I, I, I keep praying that we uh, we get these things funded. But it's it's tough. It's not an easy road. But uh, I've got the good scripts. I'll tell you.
0: In your travels and talking to Christians in the film business, you know some of the people you work with in independent film and just Christians in general. I mean, do you find people? kind of have this picture of professors that are kind of like your character in God's Not Dead? I mean, what, What? and do you think that'll change a little bit? And maybe is that part of the goal is to say, hey, there are scientists who are very good scientists or mathematicians, but they're all very, also very strong Christians. So is there a bit of a a perception, would you say, in, in the Christian world that science and technology is something to be feared? Professors who teach it are something to be feared. I mean, what's your perception of that? Is
1: it changing? Well, I think university uh, uh, professor is something to be, be feared because when I, when I do speaking events and I say, I say I, I tell a joke, I start by saying joke, an atheist college professor, oh, wait, I'm sorry, that's redundant. A college professor, because <laughs> so, it's, it's out there. I mean, you look at God's Not Dead, I think they showed 25 or 30 court cases of students that ended up suing their, their university because they got failed or kicked out of the university or kicked out of class just because they had a faith in God. And you, you see it going on right now. And uh, the last couple of generations, I mean, last, I would say the last 25, 30 years of kids going through all the school systems, there's been a brainwash in our public education system. It's very, very sad. When I was going through school, high school, college, I never had professors saying, don't believe in God, vote this way. I never had that. If I went to my math class, it was math. I went to a business class, it was business. So there's, there's a weird thing going on in our country right now. And it's, it's just sad to see the change in perception of, of young kids' lives and how they're, how they're, um, uh, you know, for lack of a better term, brainwashed into believing the way they believe right now. I think there's an uneducational level. There's that there's the ignorance level and we're stopped teaching history. We're not teaching. We took the Bibles out of the schools back in the 60s. Right. But we give Bibles to prisoners. So kind of weird. I don't know. It's something else. What's going on here?
0: Yeah, it, it is interesting times. Um, thankfully, though, we have dozens, if not more, hundreds of folks who are strong christians uh who out there teaching like like dr lennox we just we just need more of them because we need i mean the technology that you and i are talking on right we're invented by engineers and programmers uh cures for diseases you go to the doctor right and they're going to give you something or you're hopefully going to get cured from whatever you have Um, all kinds of things that we all rely on every day designed by engineers and science and uh, scientists and mathematicians kind of like dr lennox and if we retreat from it um that's we're even worse off so so anyway that's that's our goal is to hopefully encourage more dr is out there to not be afraid uh probably you'd agree not to be afraid uh of those professors that you, you you played on on film um and that are definitely out there um but that is if that's a calling we hope that we hope that people will still go forward and, and you know use dr lennox as a, as a model um so as a as a you know somebody in hollywood if there's a, a young person who's thinking about making films either acting or directing or producing films. Uh, you talked a little bit about the industry and how where we're at right now, but what would you recommend to them?
1: Um, as corny as it sounds, just follow your dreams. That's what I did. I'm from a little town of Minnesota, 7,000 people. I got want to be an actor since I was 11. I got in my car after college, and I just drove out there. I went after it. Um, a lot of doors slammed my fist. A lot of rejection. A lot of, a lot of failure. But that's part of life. You learn from failures. I mean, I used to caddy at this private country club through high school and college, and all these guys are wealthy guys. I don't grow up. My dad was a school teacher. You know, we had five kids. I'm the fourth of five kids. But my dad always instilled hard work into all of us. And so when I would caddy for these guys, I said, "How did you get to where you are?" And they all said, "Well, I failed, Kevin. And then I failed. And I failed some more. Then I failed again." And these are the guys that put in those 80 to hundred hour weeks all through their twenties until they got their thirties. That's when success kicked in. A lot of people give up too easily, you know, stop setting your limitations and don't let someone else set your limitations. It's going to be tough, but go out there, stick to your guns. Um, If you want to be in the business on either side of the camera, it's one of the few industries that people want to be in. I don't see people. Yeah. I just sort of fell into acting. It doesn't happen that way. You know, I mean, people want to be in this industry more than probably any other business out there. So, um, just, just stick with it and, 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 and stick to your principles. I've turned down roles because I was uncomfortable. I said, yeah, I'm not interested in doing that for whatever those personal reasons may have been. But uh, like I said, I've shot over 60 movies. There's probably a dozen I wish I didn't do. You don't know they're all going to be stinkers, but sometimes that's what happens. But uh, you just got to stick with it and not give up. Again, I'm
0: talking with Kevin Sorbo about his new movie, Against the Tide. It's a great film. It was just in theaters, but if you missed it, don't worry. There's still other opportunities to go see it. You can go to our web uh, page and our blog post page, and you can find out there's a way to, to see it in a church or something like that. So definitely still ways to see it. And then later on in DVD and streaming and all those other kinds of things. And also some of the other movies that Kevin mentioned we're going to have on our page. So please, and his projects he has coming up, uh, lots of opportunities to see some great work uh, coming out. So um, any, any other filming coming up or what's going on in terms of production?
1: I, I do. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, about to leave for Oklahoma here. I'm filming the Reagan movie. Dennis Quaid is playing Reagan. I'm playing his pastor. And uh, that probably won't be out until I guess next summer or next fall. And then I just, we're talking about that God thing. Um, we just got funded for the next Left Behind movie. So I'll be directing it and doing the lead role. And I'll take over the role that, um, that Nicolas Cage played in the previous one. So uh, we're looking forward to that. We're probably going to film it either in Georgia or Alabama.
0: Neat. Those are great. And, uh, definitely looking forward to the, that sounds like a great project with the, with the Reagan movie. Excited. Yeah. I'd see that. Yep. So, so very good talking to you. Thanks so much. Just wish you the best in all the projects yeah. that you're working on and, uh, you just, you know, God bless you for, for standing against the tide. And again, uh, you know, uh, Dr. Lennox, you know, we talked to in his career and kind of a similar kind of a thing where, you know, you're standing firm and in, in your faith,
1: and that's not easy to do, uh, in Hollywood. Well, you know what? I, I tell people to go to kevinsorbo.net. It's a place to, great place to go see where I'm going. My book is out, True Strength, and my follow-up book, True Faith, which I wrote with my wife, is out there as well. So net's a great place to go if you want to get an autograph, copy of that, or any of the DVDs I got in the family-friendly world. And uh, just staying busy. I just thank God for the fans out there to follow us. And I was going to tell you really quick, I get stopped all the time. It used to be for Hercules and Andromeda. 80% of the time now, people say, please make more movies like Let There Be Light and God's Not Dead. So... The best we can. So you. Check out really
0: the cool. newest stuff. And uh, real quick too, I, you mentioned your wife and I know she uh, has been in the, in the business as well. Um, I understand maybe, maybe some of your kids are as well. Is that right? Are you have any, any yeah, any kids yeah. following well, my, the with
1: stuff? All, well, all three of my kids were in the last movie We let there be light. And then my son, uh, my oldest son, Brayden was in the movie, uh, um, miracle needs Texas. And he's got a couple little, uh, movies he just booked. They're just trying to piece together the timing right now, but he'll be shooting those. So, uh, it was too good that movie sets. They kind of fall in love with what I'm doing. So I don't, I don't blame them because they're exposed to that. But they're, they're, they're all very talented.
0: That's great. That's great. My son is also doing some films. So we'll see how that goes. That? I saw, it, was, it was interesting in the movie um, Against the Tide that you met, it seemed like, you met Dr. Lennox in the sort of the birthplace of the Inklings with C.S. Lewis and, yes. um, yeah, and Tolkien. Yeah. Uh, so that what was that like that must have been neat to see sort of the birthplace of family faith-based films right
1: there to go into that bar to go into that pub and sit there realize that they used to hang out there and talk about uh, you know their writings and uh, talk about God and everything that was pretty cool too
0: yeah like my, my son uh, started a group called film so it's a it's like a take on inklings but for film so yeah. so he's getting into that. it too so hopefully we'll, we'll pass we'll meet up and I'm serious about that Bradley Cooper thing if you ever if you ever want me let me know.
1: Yeah. We'll, <laughs> I can be we'll flexible.
0: I don't, I don't have to have top billing. Okay.
1: Okay. Fair
0: enough. <laughs> Kevin Sorba, thank you so much for your time. God bless. Thanks thank for you. everything you do. Thank
1: you, sir. Have a, have a great week. Appreciate it. Likewise. Take care. Thank you. Sure. Thank you for joining the Purpose Nation podcast. For more great interviews, resources, or to make your tax deductible contribution to support our nonprofit ministry, please visit PurposeNation.org. This program is copyright Purpose Nation Inc., a five hundred one c three nonprofit corporation.